Jam Boba Fett. What is up, Clone Army? Welcome to another Drives with Fives. Now I know I go by John now, but until I can come up with something as catchy as Drives with Fives, why change it? You know that old saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? So, I am here on this Monday afternoon-ish, and I have some things on my mind. I I know that we are still going to probably do a, a C- series recap of the Book of Boba Fett, but this past weekend, I rewatched the season finale a couple of times, and I also watched like the first couple of episodes, um, working on a rewatch. And I just had some thoughts, thoughts overall. And also, I I'm going to start with uh, an email I received. Apparently, we're doing something right or wrong because somebody had some choice words for me. And uh, I wanted to touch on that. I won't share who they are, and I won't read the email, but I feel like I need to, at the very least, touch on it. I'm also not going to respond to them. So if they are still listening to our show, they'll hear my response on here. So last week on episode 70, I said something that I probably should have maybe elaborated on a little bit, but didn't really think I needed to at the time. I said that I didn't think Robert Rodriguez should do Star Wars. I felt that he, I felt that his episodes that he directed were underwhelming. I believe I could go back and re-listen, but I believe I also said that his directed episode in season two of The Mandalorian, The Tragedy, was one of the best things I've ever seen in Star Wars. So in no way, shape, or form did I say that this guy is bad. I love Robert Rodriguez. I'm actually reading one of his books that Lido let me borrow. And uh, Desperado, El Mariachi, those are some of my favorite movies. What can I say? But this email that I received, it was extremely rude. It's what we see, I guess, in the discourse on social media when it comes to Star Wars fans and all of that. And like I said, I'm not going to go into details, but they basically told me I was a piece of crap human being because I said Robert Rodriguez shouldn't be a part of Star Wars. I mean, really? Come on. Yeah, I mean, God forbid I have an opinion, right? That's my opinion, and now, oh, I'm a horrible human. Okay. Like I said, if, if this person still listens to our show, this is my little message to them. It's fine to disagree with me, but to say the things you said is extreme and uncalled for, just because my opinion is different doesn't make... Just because somebody's opinion is different doesn't make you a bad person. And I just want to give you, the person that sent this email, a a suggestion. When you feel this way, take a step back and analyze what you want to say before you hit send you might realize you're a little too extra. That's all the attention you're getting from me. And now I'm on to some of my thoughts on the Book of Boba Fett series as a whole. I know Lito and I have talked about some of this, and 
this is just some thoughts that I had. His character arc, okay? When we first meet Boba Fett, he's apparently this ruthless bounty hunter, if they even state that he is, uh, briefly. And then in... I'm going to base this off of, like, the special editions and stuff. Uh, Return of the Jedi, he's kind of, like, flirting with the dancers at Jabba's Palace, which you kind of see that type of character in this book of Boba Fett a little bit. Um, him and Garza Fwip, I I picked up on a little flirtatious situation there with him and Garza Fwip the first time they met. So I never really got this impression that Boba Fett is this ruthless, evil guy. Even going back to the Clone Wars... He was just this, you know, he was a kid. He was angry. He watched a Jedi behead his father. I mean, think about what that could do to you. So, yeah, he's angry and he, he's got revenge on the mind. But even even in some of those episodes, you could still see the, <laughs> as Luke says, you know, there's still good in him. As Padme says, there's still good in him uh, about, obviously, about Vader. But you know what I mean? Like, you could see that there is good in this kid. And he's just... Pardon my language, I guess, but he's gotten kicked in the nuts a lot. Aura Singh, who he trusted, betrayed him. Asajj Ventress betrayed him. We've talked about this on our on our regular show, that Boba Fett has been betrayed so many times. And, okay, with, with this series, yeah, he still didn't really learn so much about that that I was hoping he would because, I mean, well, I guess I'm kind of wrong there. The other, um, the other Gatras, the the Trandoshans and the Clatoonians, and uh, wow, who were the other ones? He kind of sensed that that they were going to do what was in their best interest. The Aqualish, that was the other one. So he he knew that they were going to likely turn on him. So maybe he has learned a little bit there. But I guess I want to ask myself at this point, what was his ultimate arc? He was a bounty hunter, became a Tuscan raider, became a crime lord, and then discovers it's not for him. You know, what's his next move? Does he know? Does he even know what he wants? I think he's starting to get an idea. This is just pure speculation. His conversation with Din before they went out and had like some of the coolest fighting scenes against the Pikes in the finale. He was asking Din, do you believe in all that Bantha fodder? Now he was asking that because he was looking out for Din, I think. Like, are you sure you want to help me? But Din's immediate response, yes. And then this is the way. It's possible that Boba is seeing... It just makes me wonder, is he going to leave... They give you that little teaser at the end, okay? That it's not for him the crime lord business and they show Cobb Vanth about to be worked on in the back to tank. So, and I, I actually, I've heard a couple people say that he's going to maybe leave his armor with Cobb Vanth, which I really hope he doesn't. No offense to Cobb Vanth. I just don't think he looks that cool in the armor. That's just my opinion, but maybe he leaves Moss Espa to Cobb Vanth to, I don't think be the daimyo or crime lord, but just, expand his territory of being a marshal and maybe Boba Fett goes off with Fennec to maybe learn about his Mandalorian heritage and they meet up with Din and I guess part of me has this like 
interest in seeing Boba Fett become the ruler of Mandalore. I think it would just be, that would be his ultimate arc because all of these other things he's been doing hasn't worked. He hasn't fit. He fit really well with the Tuscans, but unfortunately they were slaughtered. Maybe his Mand- his Mandalorian heritage is, is his final step in his character. Again, it's pure speculation, and I'm hopeful for it, but we'll see where it goes. I've learned that pretty much everything we speculate on, we as in Star Wars fans, typically is you know, stuff that never happens. (laughs) So I guess we'll see. I think that this character grew way more than some people think because, I mean, we clearly see an attack of the, the, uh, the flashbacks in those first couple episodes. They flash back to young Boba on Kamino watching his father fly off in the ship. And I think one of the things that this character longs for is family and you know that is obviously a big theme in star wars so it makes sense but his father's always going off to do things yes okay he got to go with him and shoot at obi-wan and have a good time and uh (laughs) but then he's alone and like i said in the clone wars he finds these groups of people that someone ends up betraying him and He's constantly getting screwed over, is what it seems to me, at least. And I think he really, he finally got that with the Tuscans. I mean, you could see it in those those episodes when he's with them. I think almost right from the start, even though the like the little kids were like beating him up while he was chained and he was trying to escape. I think he was feeling a connection with them, and it's kind of a shame that that got destroyed. But in order for this character to move on, move forward, it it had to happen. But he wanted to help them. He wanted to be with them. He was trying to teach them that they don't have to hide, that they can they can pretty much rule the desert. And who knows, you know, maybe that could have happened if things had went differently. I think there's still more story to tell. There's still more growth coming for him. And we see sort of like that combination of him telling Cad Bane, I have my armor. He has his armor, but what does he use to take out Cad Bane? The gaffy stick that he created for himself with his Tuscan family. So he's almost combined his two families uh, that he's grown with, his father and, and the Tuscans. What's left? The Mandalorians. He's not technically one, but his father was a foundling. And, okay, yeah, his father, his DNA donor, whatever you want to call it, they're still related. They're still the same flesh and blood, right? So that technically puts him as a Mandalorian. I think that that is, ultimately, that's got to be the next step for Boba Fett, is to explore the Mandalore heritage. And I think it would be really cool to see it happen. Another note, I was wrong about Fennec Shand betraying Boba Fett. I swear I felt like it was going to happen, but I started like watching their... Those two, Ming-Na Wen and Tamira Morrison, have such amazing chemistry on screen. I love it, and I really hope we get more of those two. 
but I started picking up on a few things where they kind of like made little jabs at each other and you know he'd have he'd have a little bit of a smile on his face and she'd kind of do like that typical kind of eye roll or kind of smirk I mean there's always that possibility that she could because money and power can change a lot of people but I think she I don't know I just feel like she's way too loyal to him I don't think there's a love interest between them but there's loyalty and they have each other's backs so I hope it stays that way so I was wrong about her betraying him it just felt like that was that is a big theme for Boba Fett is being betrayed Uh, a question I'll throw out to all of you why did Boba Fett kill Bib Fortuna? I may have missed it. I'm currently doing a rewatch of the series, so maybe I'll pick up something, but I feel like they did not touch on that at all. And it's a pretty big deal. He went marching into that palace and just, you know, as the weak way says, shot him in cold blood. I would love it if all of you out there that listen would give me some feedback on it, even if it's not the right, thing what are your thoughts on it why did boba fett kill bib fortuna let's hear let's hear some answers and the one other thing i want to touch on before i end this i want to try i'm trying to make this short i just had these thoughts and i wanted to get them out to all of you okay luke skywalker making grogu choose i'm really kind of tired i'm gonna be honest with you i'm really tired of people getting mad at characters Like, you're getting mad at Luke Skywalker. People are just saying all kinds of bad things about him. Luke knows what he's doing. And that's impressive for being a young Jedi Master. He, like, he gets it, okay? He told Grogu that a lifetime for some is a short moment for him. In other words, he can stay with Luke and train as a Jedi, but he will more than likely never see Din again. And I think he even tells him that. He knows that there is that connection between those two. So Luke, being confident that he's restarting the Jedi Order and it's going to be around for a long time, which, yeah, we know what happens, but uh, Luke Luke isn't realizing that that's how it's going to turn out at that point. So he's, I think that he knows the choice Grogu is going to make, okay? He's going to choose Din because... I mean, let's face it, those two are like father and son in so many ways, Din and Grogu. So they've connected, they've bonded through some crazy stuff and, and that we've seen in seasons one and two of The Mandalorian. And uh, I think Luke is just saying, go get that time with your father. I didn't have it. I didn't know who my father was until he was an evil villain that I had to try to defeat or turn back from the dark side so i think luke gets this and people just don't realize it and maybe we'll see this in season three or in one of the other series coming out but you know maybe luke i'm sure luke had some words for grogu when grogu made his decision and i don't think that they would be bad i also had this thought that it's possible that luke was sensing that din was in trouble and thought that this could be a first initial test for Grogu to go to Tatooine and protect him because and I have a couple thoughts on this part though we see the uh, Scorpionic droid almost take out Din and Grogu tries to protect him 
and then the Rancor is, you know, trying to take out Din and Grogu stops that from happening. Maybe that was something that even Grogu might have sensed and communicated with Luke. Kind of like Empire Strikes Back, where Luke realizes his friends are in danger and he has to stop his training and go back. I mean, we've seen this with Luke. So, why would it be why would it be any different here? Maybe there was some uh, like I said, off-screen conversation where Luke says, okay, take my ship, you know, R2 will fly you, go protect the Mandalorian, and then come back and we'll resume your training. And, I mean, the episode ends, we don't know where Din and Grogu are headed. They could be headed back to that planet so Grogu can continue his training. I'm trying to look at it that way rather than the way a lot of other people look at it. Am I happy that Grogu and Dinner reunited so soon? No, not necessarily, because I feel like it would have been more impactful to keep them separated for a while. Which brings me to my other thought on what I was saying just before. I almost think that Din is weaker when Grogu is with him. We see him show up in Chapter 5 of the Book of Boba Fett, and he's just mowing down those Clatoonians with the Darksaber. And then we get to when him and Grogu are on the same planet, and he's getting beat up by the Scorponic droid and the Rancor. And I get it. I mean, I, I understand it. He's He has something to live for, so maybe he he's scared he's going to fail and not be able to spend time with Grogu. Whereas when Grogu was off training with Luke, he was just like, it's just me. I don't have to protect anyone. I don't have to really look out for anything I'm just doing my thing and he was back to just effing people up so I don't know those are my thoughts on that I think Luke knows what he's doing with Grogu and I think there's a strong possibility that Grogu will continue his training with Luke there's still plenty of time between this series or the you know these uh, groups of shows and the sequel trilogy and there's plenty of time before Kylo Ren becomes Kylo Ren and destroys all of that stuff, uh, the new Jedi Order and all of that. So I think there's still plenty of time for things to take place. And I will not sit here and doubt what Favreau and Filoni and, and that whole group are doing. I think that they're they're building some seriously good stuff here. And we just kind of have to wait it out and, and see what happens. The other thing I forgot to mention when I was talking about Rod Robert Rodriguez is I do feel like his directed episodes were a little less than some of the other ones. I mean, Steph, what was her name? Steph Green did Chapter 2. That was amazing. I'd never even heard of her, and she did just such a great job. Favreau and Filoni and Bryce Dallas Howard, they are like on a whole other level when it comes to Star Wars, I think. But I will say that after rewatching the ser the series or season finale, whatever we're calling it, the finale episode, chapter seven, I have to say that that was definitely Robert Rodriguez's best one of the series or season again, whatever. Um, I think he really stepped it up, and it was a really good episode. I I think I gave it a B. I think what was Lido? I think Lido did a B plus, and I gave it a B as far as the episode, and then he was, I think, a C++. 
plus and I was a C for series, you know, season finale type of stuff. But for the episode, I'm bumping mine up to an A after three watches of, you know, three rewatches. I was totally sucked into it. Is anything flawless? No. And we could focus on all the things that we don't like and all of that. But I think that there is a lot more to like than there is to dislike. I think some of the storytelling could have been done better. I think some of the direction could be better. But but who am I? I'm just a dude on a microphone as a fan. Um, I have made a couple of short films, so... I mean, I know how it goes, but obviously this stuff's on a whole other level. I think overall this story, this series was more about Boba Fett taking another step into his character growth. I mean, I know they call it the book of Boba Fett, but it's more of like another chapter of Boba Fett. At least that I think right now. I'm hoping that there's more. I really hope there's a season two that builds on some of these things because there is that emptiness of, well, they didn't do this, they didn't do that. Are they going to? And please, I hope they don't try to wrap some of this stuff up in comic books or novels. As much as I'm a fan of all of that type of storytelling, I would like to see these stories all build in live action or animation, preferably live action. I think there's more to this character. There's more to Boba Fett. And I think we're going to see it. I guess fingers crossed over here for me. I hope his next step is stepping into his Mandalorian heritage. Because I'm going to be honest with y'all. When the armorer was talking about the Mythosaur, that's one of the biggest symbols for the Mandalorians. But it's on Boba Fett's armor, man. That (laughs) The Mythosaur skull. It's on his armor. I feel like maybe that's what his character is building to. Maybe there's, maybe he goes with Din to the, uh, uh, what did she call it? The mines, like the 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 underwater mines or something, on Mandalore. Maybe Din is headed there to figure out the rest of his story, which I think he has a big story coming up as long as as well as Grogu. But maybe Boba Fett goes with him. Din sees Boba Fett riding, maybe there's a mythosaur there, somehow. And Din sees Boba Fett riding it, and he's just like, dude, you need this Darksaber. Obviously, they could ride it better than me, but you know what I mean? I think that that would be a really cool next step for Boba Fett and the Mandalorians. So, I've gone on a lot longer than I planned, but I'm sure I'll have more thoughts on this as, as time goes on and as I continue my rewatch. I've, Like I said, I've rewatched the finale three times. And I've watched chapters one and two now. So there's still more to go. So I'm sure there's some more thoughts. But thank you all for taking the time to listen. And this week we've got a special guest from another podcast coming up. And we're very excited about that. So stick around i'll end it here i love when we get emails when we get feedback uh reading the reviews that we get we love that stuff so keep them coming but if you have an issue with what we're saying just try to be more civilized man until next time i have spoken do it admiral get